Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 108 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. I'm glad you paused. The day this episode drops, Sam, the day this episode drops is the Monday of Monday Night Football. It is 9-11, the first weekend of football season, the day this drops. And you know who is playing tonight, Sam. Um, I'm pulling up Google, but before I even get there, I'm going to say jet, jet, jet. My beloved New York jets are playing today. And this year they happen to be on an HBO show called hard knocks. Are you familiar with hard knocks? Sam? Are they really? I think the lions were on hard knocks a season or two ago. Yeah. They, the lions were last year and everybody fell in love with Dan Campbell. The jets are on hard knocks this year. They're on hard knocks. And 12 years ago because it was Rex Ryan. Okay. Might be might be 10 years ago. I want to share a little story if I may. Okay, but only after I share mine. So I pulled up the Google and I see that your Jets are playing the Bills. And on my way back from New Hampshire, when we did Ice Ice Baby, I stopped at the Bills Stadium because Lucas, our our editor in chief, is on a quest to get a hat from every stadium that I travel by. Oh, nice. Ralph Wilson Stadium, I believe. I don't know why I know that. I have no idea. But I stopped and I got him a pretty cool Bills hat, um, which I will tell him that he can't wear on September 11th, 2023, because we will all be rooting for the Jets. For you. Bills Mafia. I mean, the Bills Mafia is a pretty cool phenomenon. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, but they're not the... No, they are not. As long as the Jets aren't playing the Lions, Drew, you've you've got a um a fan friend. And as long as the Lions aren't paying, playing the Jets, you have a fan friend in me. I appreciate you, brother. How cool would this Super Bowl be? Jets Lions. Nothing by the dreamer. That would be let's not go there. Hold on. Okay. So this isn't actually about this year's hard knocks, which this year's hard knocks has some very cool, like um grandstand moments i think i did i already mention um the 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 bald eagle story on a podcast i don't recall a bald eagle story oh so episode one of hard knocks the jets head coach is standing in front of the room and uh robert salah and he goes he goes here's the deal did you know there's only one bird brave enough to attack a bald eagle and that bird is the crow and what the crow does for the bald eagle is it sneaks up behind it and it latches on to the back of the bald eagle and the bald eagle cannot get to the crow. There's no way for the bald eagle to fight the crow off because it's on its back between its wings. It's beak can't get to it. So the bald eagles have learned, Sam, that there's only one way for them to fight the crow. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bald eagle has to go straight up because the bald eagle can actually take a higher altitude than the crow can. And the bald eagle can go higher and the crow passes out and falls off their back. No kidding. Wow. So the coach is telling the Jets this, and he looks around and he goes, the other teams, they're all crows. Sports media, they're all crows. Instagrams, Facebook, they're all crows. Everybody is on your back, pecking at you, wanting you to fail. And your choice is, 
is let them or soar higher. And I was like, that's pretty good speech. Like <laughs> that's that's pretty good speech. I like that. That sounds John Gordon esque. Right? That was it's such a good speech. But where I wanted to go with this episode wasn't actually current hard knocks. In the previous hard knocks, I saw this episode and I liked it so much, not because it was the Jets, but because it fed into my soul that I actually reached out to HBO and said, I want to use this clip for training. And they were like, no, you can't have any of it, which today with streaming services could probably fix it and figure that out. Here's the basic clip and here's the basic rundown. The Jets were on hard knocks and you get all the background and you see all the practice and they were trying to determine who their punt returner is. Gotcha. And I'm not going to get into what a punt returner does, but the idea is they catch the ball and they don't drop it. Is that a fair way to quickly sum up a punt returner? I would say that that is the prerequisite for the next part of the job. Yes. So the Jets first two preseason games, they had like six fumbles. On punts? Yes. I mean, the good news is the defense forced the offense to punt. The bad news is the punt returners gave the ball right back. So they're in practice. And the head coach walks over to the punt returners and they've got like four or five of them trying to trend out for the job. And with some four letter expletives that I'm not going to add into it, he looks at them and says, here's the deal. The next one of you that fumbles, I'm cutting. I don't care if it's today. I don't care if it's the game. You fumble again and you're off this team. You can't fumble. I can't have you fumble. We've done all the drills. We've done all the training. We've done all this. You can't fumble. I'll cut you. I agree with that. They go through practice. No one fumbles. They get to the game. And in the second quarter, their third string running back fumbles. And this is why I absolutely, absolutely love this. Their former third string running back? He's coming off the field. The coach grabs him by the collar and goes, sit in the bench. You're cut. Guy's like, no. Coach calls over the special teams coach and says he's done special teams coach goes over and says you heard him you know what the rule was you fumble and you're done sit in the bench and you're cut after the game and 15 minutes after the game they announced he was cut and sam i wanted that for training because because to your point and we talk about this every episode uh, talk about a clear expectation do not fumble we've done all the training you know how to fumble you know how not to fumble you know what to do to not have a fumble do not fumble but and this is where I think we occasionally fail as leaders is we lay out that clear expectation and then we can come up with reasons why just this one time we don't have to bend it. We can bend it. We don't have to follow it completely. He was the third string running back of all the guys who are going to get cut. He probably shouldn't have been. And he got cut. Well, and here's the thing too. I've never ever had to field an NFL caliber punter's punt and catch it and secure it. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that skill is probably a little bit more difficult, assuming that there's 11 world-class athletes coming at you, trying to dislodge said ball from you, than it is to make a pizza that meets rim size portion placement bait. Probably. Than it is to put on your uniform so it meets standards. And then it is to show up for your shift on time with a full tank of gas and a full stomach. So you're saying there's some talent involved in that where there's very little involved in the last two things you've mentioned. Yeah. What I'm saying is at the onset of your story, I thought that the punishment was too harsh, but then after thinking about the reality of the tasks that we need to get done. And if I'm being honest, 
when I see pizzas that don't meet rim size portion placement bake, it's rarely a talent issue. You know, we talk about skill and will. It's typically a will issue. Yeah, full-fledged expectations. Oh my God, are we talking about full-fledged expectations again? Is this is where you're taking us? I am. However, it's that next step. Because once you set the full-fledged expectation, you've got to do something with it. I am certain that if no one had fumbled, that special teams coach would have been in that room on, on Monday when they're reviewing the tape. And he'd have been telling them how amazing they are and how great they are. He probably would still tell them that they could do something better because that's just what it is. But there would have been some other conversation. I like this because there's always the second part. I have to set the full-fledged expectation, but then I have to do something afterwards. And we can call it a consequence because a consequ- it's a consequence of your actions and consequences can be good and consequences can be bad. And once I set the full-fledged expectation, you will have to abide by the consequences of your actions. And I will have to follow through with the consequences of your actions. If it's good, man, high five, let's go. And if it's not, then I got to pull you off dough. Maybe I don't cut you. Because yes, that's a little on the extreme side, but it's, it's less about what the punishment is and more that they actually just did it. And it didn't matter who it was. I think at the very least, there has to be a conversation. You've shown me you can make a great pizza that meets rim-sized portion placement bake. Help me understand why you're not doing that now. I mean, there absolutely has to be a repercussion. The repercussion does not have to be getting cut from the team, but it absolutely has to be restating the full-fledged expectations. I've got a new thing that I say now when I'm talking about full-fledged expectations. And I pause for just a second and I say to the participants in the workshop, don't ever set an expectation unless you're willing follow up on it a hundred percent of the time which then you could play this three minute video clip i think the moment we don't follow up on the expectations we set is the moment that we begin to lose credibility as a leader it also opens the door to what other expectations matter or don't matter and now you open up ambiguity and now it's not an expectation it's a kind of i'd like to it'd be nice if you would and that makes life so much more difficult set the clear expectation if it's base level and you know what like you're showing up on time for work i have no problem with that if you show up on time for work with a smile on your face and you're ready for work on time each day at whatever however we prescribe on time is and i don't want to get into the whole how what that expectation looks like in this moment if you do that you'll get the shifts you want you'll get the hours you want if you don't do that you're not going to get the shifts you want you're not going to get the hours you want and you might not get to work here And it's okay to have that conversation up front. For those that are lucky enough to be going to the DFA national meeting in Las Vegas in just a couple of weeks, you know, John U. Bacon is going to be speaking there. And we did the Bacon book, Let Them Lead. And Bacon talks about the importance of expectations and that to make it special to be on your team, you have to make it hard. And when he says make it hard, you know, if we're talking about a Domino's pizza store, we're not saying that you've got to be able to do 25 push-ups in five minutes. We're saying that you have to wear the uniform. Yeah, you're not trying out for the Navy SEALs here. Yeah, you have to wear the uniform to meet standards. You have to make pizzas that meet rim size, portion placement, bake. You have to be friendly to the customers. These are the things that you have to, to do if you want to be on this team. And the other thing that Bacon says that I'm just a huge fan of is that 
be patient with results. Don't ever be patient with effort. Yeah. I love both of them. I'm sorry I started to laugh during the first part just because I was thinking back to when I've had people say that my interview standards are the mirror test, that if they're breathing, they're hired. And I can't think of a time where a person who told me that wasn't in a miserable staffing situation. I think we'd be remiss not to say that I think a lot of folks went through that interview process over the last few years. And for the first time ever, I'm willing to say I understand why you did that. Um, just because of the nature of the world during the global pandemic. But things are changing and it's it's time to get back. That's just it. You you lowered your expectation, your standards. And here you are, what are we, uh, 18 months since the unofficial end of the great quit? And if you're still having staffing issues, it's because you lowered your standards 18 months ago. Yes, it is. That was the whole point of this was just hard knocks is on. And it reminded me of my interaction with HBO as I was trying to get video because that level of accountability is occasionally lacking. At the time, I didn't call it full-fledged expectations. Today, I would call it full-fledged expectations. Pause on performance because they were right there. Special teams coaches high-fived them each time they came off the field without a fumble. And then what's the third one, Sam? Uh, communication that clicks. And when it didn't click, when they fumbled, it was very clear what the communication was. I had no problem. I get it. Like, we can talk about how harsh the punishment was. Oh, I don't think it's harsh at that level. I mean, you're talking about a full team of world-class athletes. If you can't catch the ball, you can't be on the team. End of story. Now, we're not dealing with world-class athletes, but if you've already proven you can do the task and then you're not, there has to be repercussions. And in our world, it might just be that you don't get to do this role today and you've got to do a different role. Or it might be you want four shifts and you get three and that's okay. Or it might be you've just changed my priority to recruiting because I've got to find your replacement. Because I've done everything I can to coach you. I've done everything I can put you in the space where you want to do the job right and you're choosing to not do it right. Now I've got to replace you. And that's a choice that you left me no choice. I had a conversation with a client around supervisor visits and how his soups were having a really hard time getting visits in. After a lengthy discussion, he asked me, so what's the actual root of the issue? And I was like, well, the root of the issue is you. And the client was like, I'm sorry, what? You're not setting that expectation. You're not holding them to the expectation. And now here it is months later. And they're like, I kind of can't do it. And you're calling me. I can come and help you. But I don't know if you've hired the right people. I don't know if they're the right people for the bus. I don't know if they, they can even do what you're asking them to do at this point. That's something you have to determine first. That Hard Knocks episode, I, I, hate, I hate the watching Hard Knocks when they do the cuts. In fact, I stopped watching it a couple years ago. Because I can't, wa I can't stand, like the first two episodes are kind of fun. Then the last three or four episodes are just like, hey, we've really talked to this guy up for like the last two weeks. And now we're going to bring him in and we're all going to cry as he gets cut. And, and I, want no, I want no part of that. Yeah, that's not entertainment. No, it's not. And, and most of these guys take it well because they know. But for some of them, like it's the end of their career. It's not a matter that they can go down the road and apply somewhere else. Like they are done playing football that what they've dreamed to do for the last 10, 12 years is over. And I just don't, that's not fun for me. So like even the Jets on Hard Knocks now, I'm going to watch like week two or maybe week three and I'm going to stop. 
because I don't want to see the cuts. I, I think actually Jets negotiated to not have any of the cuts in the season because they didn't want to show that. Yeah, well, that's tough. I just keep going back to this isn't about the punishment. This is about the fact that a clear expectation was laid out. They all have the ability to do this because that's why they're in this role in the first place. And only the best make it. So if you're not the best, you're not going to make it. And and the very first thing is just don't drop the ball. Kind of important in a football game. And the question I have for you, are you following through on your expectations? Do you set them clearly? And then if it's good, do you follow through? Because if you don't, they're going to know you don't come through on the rewards. If it's bad, do you follow through? Because if you don't, then they know nothing's really expected. And both are really bad places to be. Here's a couple of common pitfalls I see with above store leaders, DOs, franchisees, is they say things similar to, he was a great manager, he should know what being a great supervisor is. And I would say, revert back to the Patrick Doyle episode and listen to what Patrick had to say about that. Or... I shouldn't have to tell him how to do his job. He knows what the results are that we're trying to accomplish. I think everybody has to learn how to do their job and everybody has, should have the training and get the skills and resources they need to do the job correctly. And I think sometimes that people that have been successful don't realize is that not every human being is wired the same way they are. I mean, to become a franchisee, you've got to be wired a little bit differently. You've got to have goals and a drive and things that come naturally to your way of thinking are not things that come to everybody's natural way of thinking. Because if it did, everybody would be a franchisee. Exactly. You know, I think we've got to do a better job of setting expectations for all of our store team members. I mean, you know, you, we talked a couple of episodes ago about the position chart. What a great way to set full-fledged expectations for tonight's shift for Johnny, who's on his first job. I mean, imagine if you will, and you know, you tell, tell a great story about when you're the DO in Minnesota and you went into the Timberwolves locker room and they're telling these high-priced young men what position they're playing, even though they've played that position for their entire life. Imagine if your New York Jets go into the football game tonight and the coach says, hey, the first 11 players on the field, you know what to do. Good luck. I mean, that's basically what a lot of our team members are going to do tonight as they go into the rush. I got five insiders. They know what to do. They've been with me for six months. They get the drill. No, they don't. They do know what to do, but they only know what to do, what they've been doing. So I was, I was in a store a few weeks ago, three insiders. Two of them were managers, like a, like a level three, a shift leader, and a three-week CSR. And I'm asking a franchisee, do you do um, position charts or, you know, sign their roles? And he's like, no, 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 we don't. I'm like, cool, so we're going to do that tonight. So we lay out who's where, and I do the whole normal, like, go captain, load captain. I put the kid that's three weeks in on dough. And I'm like, do you absolutely know how to stretch? He's like, yes. I'm like, then you're going to have to do one for me, show me. And he kind of really didn't. I'm like, okay, cool. and I look at the the shift leader who's the, the load captain like uh, you made these and he's like yeah but like you've been making for the the shift he's like yep I'm like cool can you show him yeah absolutely understand at this point i'd been in the store like an hour and a half and the shift lead hadn't shown this kid three weeks on the job how to do anything hadn't 
talk to him other than like, go get dough, go get cheese, whatever, right? Now for the next half hour, he's shoulder to shoulder with him, helping him make pizza. So one, I'm like, you know, shine, shine, the, shine the nails in the shirt because that was a really cool moment. And all it took was the most minute bit of direction, the level three. On the oven, on the other hand, franchisees like, this person could be my next manager. They know everything about what's going on. I'm like, cool. We lay out the role. Like you're on the oven. You're going to bag up the runs. You're going to route the drivers because we're in the store. We'll get it out to them. Don't you worry about that. You just run this part right here. Dude, we could not keep her on the oven. If she had two seconds of not doing something on the oven or dispatch, she was at the front counter. She was topping pizzas. She was in the office. We couldn't keep her on the oven. She was running around like a lunatic and we weren't busy. And the franchisee looks and he goes, oh no. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh no. He's like, she's complaining to me of burnout recently. Because she's burning herself out. Because she's burning herself out. She's running at a hundred miles an hour when all she's got to be doing is pedaling nice and easy. And, and I, I tell it because like, like even putting a position chart up, your team's going to need some help. It's not enough to say, Tonight, Sam, you're on the front counter. If there's nobody at the front counter, you're on dough. That's not enough. You're actually going to have to stand there and like help Sam with that for three hours because Sam's going to be used to running around like a crazy person. And it makes the job so much more difficult. And again, I know, Sam, you and I focused a lot on, on that place we used to work. My wife goes through this at her job where they have a position chart and some of the people follow it and some of them don't. And the ones that don't tend to not get as much work done. This is everywhere and everyone. This isn't rocket science. Set an expectation and hold your team accountable. And if they cannot do it, train them how. And if they can do it, coach them to be a little bit better. Wow, this is a soapbox episode. I am so sorry about that. I didn't think it was going to be a soapbox episode. I just want to talk about the Jets under the guise of it being a leadership and development podcast. Don't be. I, you know, I've been known to get up on a soapbox myself. You know what it means when you have soapboxes, I think? You got a lot of dirty clothes. Um, if the soapboxes are still full, then yes. No, I, I think it means you're passionate about something and that you care and that you want to help people. I spent some time with Tim McIntyre in Canada a few months back, and he said um, the first thing he writes in his calendar every year is, how can I be better or how can I help make people better? I don't know. It's, it's something about, and he'll correct me, but he's gotten to a point where he's more interested in what he can give than what he can get. And I think that's why you and I get on soapboxes because we're at a point in our careers. At least I know I am for me where I want people to enjoy this thing called pizza as much as I have for the last 40 years, because it's been really, really good to me. And I want people to experience the same kind of joy and fun in running a restaurant and I'm just not seeing a whole lot of that. And I think these things will help people enjoy it much more. You know, what's funny is um, when we had Sardique Love on a few episodes back when he and I were at uh, the ATD in San Diego, he said the exact same thing to me of, of I worry less about what I'm getting and more about what I'm giving now. It's amazing how we're starting to surround ourselves with like people. Well, and, and for me, and maybe it has more to do with my mindset, but it seems like the more I give, the more I get. And that's not why I'm doing it. I, I mean, I'm truly, truly doing what I'm doing because I want people to enjoy it more. 
Um, I mean, I've got bills to pay. You know. Yeah, it's not transactional. No, no, sometimes it absolutely is. There's the occasion where I don't give the answer because it has to be transactional because otherwise I, I, I will lose my house. But generally speaking, I, I give not to get full-fledged expectations followed by accountability. Fabulous ball for success. Yes, Sam. I think the reason we keep talking about full-fledged expectations is because we keep seeing opportunities out in the real world for people to be better at them. It keeps coming up because at the root of it, like we can joke that the root is a coaching issue or a training issue, but the root of it is that the team members don't understand what it is they're supposed to be doing. And that could be on time. That could be image. That could be making a pizza. That could be making a schedule, a food order, how they visit a store. Doesn't matter if they're a two-day driver or a seven-year supervisor. We're missing expectations up and down the line. And so, yeah, it keeps coming up because that's what we keep seeing. And I would love it. Okay, I wouldn't love it. But I would actually love it. Because if, if we had full-fledged expectations, we could do so much more and so many other things and get to, get to next-level stuff. And like, like I want to build rocket ships, and we're talking about training wheels. Yeah, that's very well said. Hey, listen, if you haven't done it already, you should like us, follow us, subscribe, share. Do all those things that great podcast listeners do because our listeners are the best in the world. And let's prove it by boosting those subscription numbers. If you heard something you like on this episode, share the episode, put it on your socials, Facebook it, Instagram it, heck, even tag us in it. We might respond. Okay, actually, we will. If the algorithm tells me you actually posted me, I get it like four days later at this point. How about you, Sam? I think the algorithm realizes I'm old and it's slowing stuff down for me. That's, that's nice of it. That's so thoughtful. It is very thoughtful. So how do we uh, crash this boat? Uh, we crash this boat by saying you've been listening to another episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Gang, as always, go out and sell more pizza. And have mo fun. That's all, folks.